Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all declining. We have got just over 40 minutes to go before we wrap up the trading month of August. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here is Ed Lalonde. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are lower today with the Dow down 65, S&P falls 8, and NASDAQ declines 15. Small cap 600 lower by 4, and the U.S. 10-year yield at 1.57%. All 10 S&P sectors are lower, led by losses in energy, materials, and industrials. Dow transports fall 45, NASDAQ biotechs lose 25, utilities down 1, and the VIX rises 5%. Leaders to the downside in the Dow include Chevron, Boeing, and DuPont, while Dow leaders to the upside include McDonald's and Intel. H&R Block falls 10% after first quarter results trailed estimates. Viva System rises 8% after beating estimates and raising guidance. Palo Alto Networks loses 8% after giving a downbeat forecast for the current quarter. And Brown Foreman loses 4% after missing first quarter estimates. After the bell tonight, watch for earnings from Salesforce.com and Five Below. And also after the bell, watch for Costco to kick off August retail comp sales reports. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Ed Lalon. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Ed. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. And we're brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit Sector SPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, an important milestone this month as the S&P 500 decides to break those REIT shares out of its financial index and put REITs in their own separate category. What does this tell us about the growth of REITs and their place in the economy? What does it mean for investors? We're very happy to welcome someone to the show who can answer all these questions and more for us. That's John LaForge. He's head of real asset strategy at the Wells Fargo Investment Institute in St. Louis, Missouri. John, welcome to the show. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? So uh, was this something that people were clamoring for in the industry? How did this come about that the S&P 500 committee said, okay, REITs, you get your own spot? Yeah, finally. Uh, but it wasn't clamoring, I'd say. REITs came into existence around 1960. That's when they were signed into law. So it took a while before investors finally took them seriously enough where the S&P finally said, yeah, these aren't regular stocks. They need to be broken out. Why didn't investors take them seriously at first? It seems to me they've been so important. And when you think about it, looking for a vehicle in which you could invest in apartment buildings or malls or some really chunky, important parts of the economy, why were investors slow to get on, the, get on board? It really is. Uh, the, the real reason it stayed out of more of the, the public sector, which would be us, investors, is that uh, many investors just took it privately, so they wanted to own it privately. Um, but, yeah, it took a long, long time before, you know, the, the uh, public investors such as ourselves, mutual funds, pensions, and so on, finally took it seriously enough where it said, yeah, uh, this is a space we need to be invested in. What's unique about REITs for someone who 
has not invested in these companies yet, what should they need to know in terms of what makes them different and therefore that gives them different opportunities from other kinds of stocks, other kinds of companies, and what is the risk with them? Yeah, the major differentiator is the idea that with with REITs, you actually, by law, to be classified as a REIT, you have to have at least 75% of your business come from real estate, uh, predominantly income-producing real estate. If you think of a regular stock, like take Microsoft as an example, they don't have to get all their business from software. If they wanted to go invest someplace else, they could. But in exchange for that, of doing 75% of your business from real estate, you get a certain tax status that allows you to to pass on a lot of your income tax-free. So a REIT that manages real estate for you, they don't pay a corporate tax rate like Microsoft does. So you get taxed twice as an investor if you invest in Microsoft. You're really only taxed once if you're investing in REITs. Okay, so the REITs are going to be uh, – there are separate index, yeah. just broadly in terms of REITs. I mean, you are overweight. You wrote recently, in fact, a letter earlier this month, but you have some concerns. Yeah, uh, REITs have been a great play ever since we've been overweight, which has been about nine months now. Uh, but we've seen a little bit of weakness recently, and we believe that is because we're starting to see, one, lending standards by banks are starting to tighten a little bit not necessarily good. Uh, your real estate gains in price are starting to slow. And, and what I mean by that is you're looking at year-to-year price gains in real estate today about 5%. But if you go back a year ago, it was closer to 12%, 13%. And that was the same in 2014, 2013, 2012. We had those mid-teens price gains, and now we're down to 5%. So we're still positive, but it's getting weaker. Uh, and those are the two big ones. Plus number three is there's been some polling recently of uh, real estate insiders, and they're getting worried. These lending standards are really making it harder to do business. So you're starting to see some of the REIT gains we've seen year-to-date in 2016. It's starting to pull back in a little bit. So – uh, you have, I have to ask everybody the same question because with just about any kind of investment you're going to make, but particularly in any kind of real estate, interest rate sensitivity, right? Yeah. Fed yep. Reserve is going to meet in a couple of weeks. Jobs report on Friday. Would interest rate increases make a much of a difference to the outlook for REITs? It can. Uh, what I would do as investors is you really need to look at the internals of your REITs and, and look at one particular statistic, and that is do the REITs that you own, do they have the ability to grow their dividends? Because what we've found when we've tested this historically is if we start seeing interest rates begin to rise, the REITs that have the ability to raise their dividend payments through time as interest rates are going up, Wall Street pretty much gives them a pass. They're okay with that. They still invest in them. They don't, they don't hammer them. But it's the REITs or anything really high yielding that does not have the ability to raise their dividend payments. What Wall Street does is they typically uh, target them as like a bond, and they really whack them pretty hard. Well, if it's going to get wrecked pretty hard, uh, that whacking might mean I guess you should be getting ready to lighten up on those reads or maybe just take a slightly different position. John LaForge, thank you so much for joining us. John is head of Real Asset Strategy at the Wells Fargo Investment Institute. Uh, he says he's had a, a buy call, sort of been a plus looking at REITs for an investment for the last nine months, starting to get a little more cautious on that for a variety of reasons in terms of looking at the commercial real estate industry. Up next, we're going to be looking at the markets. This is Bloomberg. 
Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by M.Y. Safra Bank, a leading name in banking with 150 years of family knowledge and exclusive banking services. Stop in at 499 Park Avenue or visit mysafra.com, member of FDIC.